Hello everyone, my name is Zach Roger and welcome to episode 29 of the Quarantine Hockey HQ podcast. And this is a good episode. Today we have NHL news recapping the NHL news over the past week. And this is actually some big stuff that if you don't know and you're not following the news or you just don't understand everything, there is some big information and big implications on what could happen in the NHL 2020-2021 season. Things hit a speed bump this week, and I'm going to recap it and let you know what it all means for this upcoming season. In other news, when this podcast was released last week, when episode 28 came out on the Monday, the NHL released all 31 reverse retro jerseys. I'm going to give you my thoughts on them after uh, the NHL news segment, and that is going to definitely be a fun segment. I have a lot of opinion on these jerseys. You're probably going to disagree and agree on different ones. Uh, So I'm excited to get to that segment. And of course, let me know your thoughts on social media after you listen to this episode. But without further ado, there is a lot to break down when it comes to the NHL in the 2020-2021 season. So let's get right into it. Enjoy the show. Alright, well there are now a ton of implications when it comes to the NHL's 2020-2021 to season. And there are a lot of things that go into this. When I talked to you last week, I said that we didn't have a lot of information on when this season will start. We know the NHL and the NHLPA's target date is January 1st, but we still don't know if that is actually going to happen. Is it going to be city to city? Is it going to be hot? um hub cities that we still don't know but now after meetings this week between the nhlpa and the nhl and separate meetings a question is will this season even happen now this season and every season the main talker is money and that is the speed bump right now when it comes to this upcoming season now when this podcast started i had great news that the NHL and the NHLPA agreed to a new memo of understanding and collective bargaining agreement to continue the return to play and the playoff that I so happily covered for you guys. Now, when that happened, the NHL and the NHLPA agreed to new financial terms, including a salary cap that would not move for a year or two and different um, escrow and deferred payment. Now, the NHL and the owners want to change some of the terms on the deal that was agreed to in the summer. And that's when things get tricky here. So in the collective bargaining agreement that was signed before the return to play in the playoffs, the players agreed to a 10% deferral of their salary for the upcoming year. And what that means is the salary is just given to a different year so they're deferring 10 percent of their salary and they'll get it in an upcoming season but they wouldn't be getting it this season that gives the owners opportunity if they are not having a good physical physical year to get the money out at another time and give it to the players at during another season now escrow caps which basically when a escrow when it comes to the players are when they get the money they give it back and like they're basically not getting some of the salary because they're giving it to the escrow and 
it's very, it's a very confusing. I recommend you guys uh, reading up on it if you don't fully understand it after I try to explain it, but it's still a little confusing to me. Um, but they're basically not getting 20% of their salary for this season. And that's what escrow is. If you sign for a certain amount of money, you're giving 20% that back and not making that money because it's going to different funds to make sure that the salary cap can remain at where it is. Now, like I said, the escrow for this upcoming season was going to be 20% and 14 to 18%, although a lot of people assume it will be 18% in 2021, 2022, a 10% escrow in 2022 to 2023 season, and 6% for the remaining three years of the CBA. Now, according to several sources, and this is coming from TSN, the league submitted two proposals to the NHLPA this past week. The first proposal asked for changes solely to the upcoming season. They were asking, instead of a deferred compensation of 10%, the NHL and the owners are asking for players to defer 20% in total, so an extra 10% of their salary. And then they're asking for the escrow, which was supposed to be 20% this season, to be 25%. So that's almost 45% of their salary they won't get at all this season if this proposal is accepted. And eventually they'll get 20%. Uh, 20%. Uh, so in the end, they would be losing an extra 5% in total. But this is a big, big ask from the NHL. I mean, they're upping, they're asking the NHL Players Association and the players to defer an extra 10% of their salary and add an extra 5% to escrow. I mean, that's a big ask. And that's honestly making some players pretty mad. Um, you know, it's not just about money, but it's also about good faith here is that the NHLPA and the players, they agreed to this agreement and the CBA and all the money terms just a few months ago. So it's not like this all happened before COVID and it's understandable why the players are why the owners are asking for this. No, this just happened a few months ago during COVID-19 and the pandemic when the economy wasn't good. So after that's agreed to, the NHL is asking to change those rules a little bit. And what players are saying is if we asked owners to do something after the CBA was done, they would laugh in our faces, but now they're asking us to do them a favor. And that was only the first ask. The second ask was for deferred compensation be raised to 26% for the 20, 2021 and 2022 season, which was originally going to be around 18%. So they want to add an extra 8% of deferred payment for the next season as well. And what they want to do is that escrow was not going to be touched until years four and six of the CBA, rising this 6% between eight and five, 8.5 to 9%. So they want to raise the escrow for all of the other seasons as well. I mean, I, to be honest with you, that's a little crazy that, you know, I, I get the NHL owners are going through some tough times, 
But again, the players and the owners agreed to this these financial terms just a few months ago, and now they want to change the things a little bit. And according to TSN and Frank Cervalli and Pierre Lebrun of TSN, these events that were asked by the NHL this past Wednesday during the NHLPA meeting knocked things off course. Um, definitely made things off course for the plan of this upcoming season. And players need a few groups days to regroup because they are feeling angry and feel betrayed. And, you know, I understand their feeling, um, but in my opinion, do I think the players will ultimately give in? I do not think they're going to give in um, fully, but the other option is not to play at all. Um, and this is similar to the MLB and the MLBPA um, problem where they can agree to financial terms. You'd rather get some salary than nothing, right? So ultimately, I think the season is going to play on when it starts because of this financial issue. I don't know that I think the players will give in eventually. I don't think they're going to go give in with this much ask from the NHL. Maybe they'll compromise. Um, but according to... TSN, again, an NHL player told them an NH that was on the NHLPA conference call that there were audible gasps when the NHL presented this ask, a financial ask. I mean, that just shows you how upset the players were because there were, like, the players gasped. They were angry. And, you know, to understand the emotion... Recognize that to players, escrow is the dirtiest word in their dictionary. And the NHL's position is simple. The CBA is a 50-50 revenue split. And the COVID-related damages are more significant than what was projected even four months ago when it was signed. And there's going to be a shortfall and it must be addressed. But when the CBA was announced in July, a couple of teams quietly predicted that this exact scenario would happen. They surveyed the landscape and thought they weren't enough, enough protections built in. They were right, and ownership under pressure right now is undoubtedly a factor of wanting this deferred payment. And right now, there's several problems with this uh, salute with this proposal by the NHL in the eyes of the players union. And the player said, "We just made a deal, so why should it be changed?" In the past, when we've been unhappy with the CBA, CBA, we've had to live with it. Why did this get proposed so late? We didn't need a gun to our heads. If we agree to this, who's to say it won't happen again? They knew this was going to happen all along, didn't they? And a couple players even suggested that it's never been less expensive to borrow money. And what added to their anger is that several new contracts were structured to take advantage of lower escrow in later seasons of the new agreement. For example, Alex Petrangelo, 56% of his seven-year contract, $61.6 million in total, is paid in the lowest escrow years of the CBA. Now, that was, that's what makes players very angry, is that if they give in, well, they think it's just going to happen again. And if they don't like something in the CBA. They've just had to live with it. But the NHL players, but the NHL and the owners like want to do it. They think that they have the power. And, 
you know, TSN saying that they don't believe NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman and NHLPA Executive Director Donald Fear are playing the roles of people that are trying to not not be mad at each other. They've been talking still daily and they are working to get this handled. Now, if financial terms and this dispute isn't solved, then yeah, we, we may not have an NHL season. But again, I believe that NHL players and NHL work, owners will work to get this set. I understand where the owners are coming from. They're dealing with a lot of financial stress right now, and they may not be able to pay their players. And But on the players' perspective, they agreed to an agreement four months ago during COVID-19 when things were already very bad. And they're going through financial hardship as well. They're already giving up a lot of money. And I know, you know, there's a lot of players that are making, still going to be making millions and millions of dollars. And where you're saying that, oh, that's not that bad. Uh, they, they live with it. They're making a lot of money anyway. But a lot of players are making league minimum salaries. $700,000. And then when you take 20% of that, that they're going to get another year and... 20% they're never going to see because of escrow, you start working down the money there. And that's that's the problem. And a lot of players aren't making those millions of dollars in those high salaries that you see around the league. A lot of those smaller players and the younger players, and especially the entry-level contracts, they're not making a lot of money. And when 45% of that they're not going to get this year and 20% of and uh, out of that 45, 20% of that, they're not going to get at all. I mean, that's very hard. And that's why I think the NHL players and the NHLPA are very mad. And I think that, you know, I think they're going to play this season. I think the NHL players will have to give a little bit, but I don't think they're going to budge much um, because like one of the players said, if we do this now and we give in, what gives the NHL owners this saying, oh, we won't try this again if we if the players gave in this time? And that's why the players are going to be strong, but ultimately I think they're going to give in a little bit at least and get this season on the road. Because again, if they don't if the players don't agree to this, there's not going to be a season at all. So they'd rather make some money than none. Um, but, you know, when it comes to the NHL season, we are still hearing city-to-city city basis um, uh, with a Canadian division. You know, but right now, this financial dispute has put halt to all other conversations. So does a January 1st, you know, I'm recording this. I always record it on a Sunday. So it's November 22nd. And we are expecting, well, right now, the NHL is saying, our target gates January 1st. And when I was talking to Phil Pritchard of the Hockey All Fame, the keeper of the cup, he said training camp would probably happen maybe December 15th or earlier. And especially for the teams that weren't in the return to play, they would start a lot earlier. So if the, if the NHL and the NHLPA want to start January 1st, they're going to have to get things going pretty quickly to get training camps going and to tell players to start returning to their home cities. Now, what I have been seeing and 
some players, like, for example, Elvis Merzlikens of the Columbus Blue Jackets, he started to head home from Latvia to Columbus. Um, so maybe the NHL players are getting a little bit of hint to start coming back. But again, I, I, there's no proof of that right now. Um, at least that's public. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully next week I'll have more information um, regarding this and some good news um, that the players and owners are working on this and that we will for sure get an NHL season. But right now, again, if the players and the owners can't agree to terms, we may not have a season at all. But I'm an optimist here, and I think we will definitely have one, and don't fret about it. But again, if anything can happen in this league, and things could get blown out of proportion, so we'll see how everything goes. Now, in other NHL news... There's been some great things right now, um, but also some bad news and, you know, disappointing news as well. Um, Fred Sasek-Kamus, uh, one of the first indigenous players in the NHL, has been hospitalized with COVID-19. That is bad news out of the news that I'm going to be sharing. The 86-year-old former Chicago Blackhawk forward was admitted um, to a hospital in Saskatchewan on Friday after experiencing shortness of breath and wheezing. Saskamoose's son, Neil, said his father was tested for COVID-19 on Friday and that a test came back positive on Sunday. The elder Saskamoose is in an isolated hospital unit where he was receiving antibiotics um, through IV along with oxygen to help him breathe. His son said, adding that a caretaker for Fred Saskamoose had already tested positive. His son says he said he's going to take take it on and kick it in the its rear end. Um, the Blackhawks tweeted Saturday that Saskamoose is in their our thoughts and our prayers as he battles COVID nineteen. Saskamoose, who lives on the um, Atikapukup uh, Cree Nation uh, Reserve in Saskatchewan, sorry if I pronounced that wrong has been trying to get up from his hospital bed and walk, his son said. We wish him the best of luck. Uh, he started be feeling ill on Wednesday, complaining about chest pains, um, his son said. Uh, so we'll hopefully have some good news next week that he's getting better. Um, but right now, we just wish him the best of luck in his recovery from this um, horrible disease of COVID-19. Now, um... And other disappointing news, Ken Schinkel, a member of the expansion Pittsburgh Penguins team who later coached them and served in several front office positions, has died. He was 87 years old. Born in Chanson, Saskatchewan on November 27, 1932, Schinkel was a solid two-way forward for Springfield of the American Hockey League. In the late 1950s, he had a career year in 1958 1959, scoring an AHL-leading 43 goals. And the New York Rangers bought him in June 1959. He made his NHL debut against the Chicago Blackhawks on October 7, 1959, and scored his first two NHL goals three days later against the Boston Bruins. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the Schenkel family. In other NHL news, we know that the World Juniors are coming and this is exciting for hockey fans all around the world. 
And Aroslav Askarov is one of the four players in the first round of the 2020 NHL draft named to the Russian selection camp. Askarov is a goaltender and the Russian camp will start on November 29th in Moscow and will continue after Russia arrives in Edmonton for the World Juniors on December 18th. Uh, 13th, excuse me. Joining Askarov will be forwards Rodin Amirov and Igor Shinnikov of the Columbus Blue Jackets and Shikar Mukamandulin of the New Jersey Devils. They all will be representing Russia in the World Juniors this year. In other World Juniors news, Quinton Byfield, number two pick of the NHL draft this year, said he will not join the Los Angeles Kings until he is finished playing for Canada at the 2021 Double IHF World Junior Championship. The Ford, the number two pick in the 2020 NHL Draft, is one of the 46 players invited to the Hockey Canada National Junior Team Selection Camp in Red Deer, Alberta, which runs through December 13th. Byfield said, the situation is I'm going to stay with Canada and hopefully make the team. That's the plan. I talked with the Kings general manager, Rob Blake, and I think that's the best option for us. I'll head over to the Kings after I'm done with Canada. The 2020-21, the 2021 World Junior Championship is scheduled for December 25th to January 5th. If the NHL started on January 1st, Byfield would be a little bit late. The World Juniors is going to be played in a secure zone at Rogers Place in Edmonton without fans, similar to what the NHL used for the Stanley Cup playoffs last season. Now in some other NHL news, good news is is the Florida Panthers have hired Brett Pedersen as assistant general manager of the team. Pedersen, uh, Brett Pedersen, assistant general manager Brett Pedersen, is the first African-American assistant general manager or general manager in total, uh, first big front office position uh, in the NHL. So congratulations to Brett Pedersen for making history. And I know that he will not be, he may be the first, but he will not be the last to be an African-American in a high position in the NHL front office. Uh, Congratulations to him. And He said that one of my biggest priorities, along with helping on the player development side of the Panthers, the youth of our players, is really getting South Florida excited about hockey. We've got some tremendous pieces. We've got a Hall of Fame coach in Joe Quinville. We've got an excellent GM in Bill Zito, fantastic ownership. It's going to be an exciting time, and I want to replicate what they've done so well up the road there in Tampa. Patterson is 39. He was hired by the Panthers this past Tuesday, and is believed, like I said, to be the first black assistant general manager in the NHL, and he was previously a player agent for the NHL. There is one more piece of NHL news, and that is the reverse retro jerseys. I cannot wait to break them down with you right after this short break, but this has been most of the NHL news over this past week. Again, one more big piece and fun piece in the reverse retro jerseys right after this quick interlude.
All right, well, it is now time to get into the NHL's reverse retro jerseys. And I've just heard that we have had some microphone issues this episode. Uh, So I do want to apologize for any audio issues and the audio quality of this episode. Like I've said in past episodes, we're in a new location recording this podcast. So I am working my best to give you guys the best sound quality possible. And um, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties this week, and we will hopefully be a lot better next week. But it is time to get into the reverse retro jerseys, and this is pretty fun. It's been, I don't think this has ever happened besides when Adidas came out, that there has been a whole new line of jerseys for every single team in the league. Now, this journey... That Adidas and the NHL did together in the reverse retro jerseys took around two years to do. And some of them are amazing. Some of them are not great. And I'm going to break them all down for you. And I'm going to post this on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram so that you guys can see it. So if you want to go to my social media right now and follow along on an on a tier maker I did of all the jerseys, feel free to. If not, I will describe the jerseys as best as possible. But if you really want to have the best um, view of what I'm talking about in the jerseys, go to any social media and look up these reverse retro jerseys so you can see what I am talking about. But anyway, there, like I said, there were 31 jerseys that came out. And, you know... Let's get on to the first one. And I'm going, I have different tiers. So I have must buy, which I have as the best jerseys. Then I have A, B, C, D, and F. So F is like a complete fail. They, they kind of got to revisit these ones. And my first one has got to be, and again, no offense to any of these fan bases, these are just not my style um, for these jerseys, and some of them you'll completely agree with, and some of them you'll be like, Zach, what are you talking about? Um, But let's first go to the Detroit Red Wings. They are in my F category. So this jersey is supposed to be on a spin on the worn jerseys of the 1998 team captain and current uh general manager steve eiserman that was his team and this is supposed to be uh, inspired by the silver of the red wings nhl centennial classic jersey so basically all it is is a white jersey with a gray stripe on each sleeve and the red wings logo and red red wings numbers and red names it's a white jersey with one gray stripe across the sleeves. I mean, I, I don't know how I can say this can get any better. Put some color, do something besides just a white jersey and gray gray marks. Um, yeah, it's just way, way too plain for me. There's not much like to say about this besides it's 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 not good. Um, it's just a white jersey with a Red Wings logo. And a gray stripe. It's like they didn't even try. Um, so, you know, this was probably one of my least favorites of the bunch. 
My next one is the Winnipeg Jets jersey. This is a gray jersey um, with dark blue navy uh, on the shoulders and on the sleeves. And the logo is a dark blue, light blue, white Jets logo, uh, retro Jets logo. I actually originally liked this jersey, but the gray didn't fit for me. Um, that was my problem. I like the Jets logo. Maybe if they added some red into that logo, it would be really sick. I don't know. I would have done some navy or another color but gray. That gray just doesn't work for me. In the F category as well, I have the New York Islanders. And the reason I put the New York Islanders in this category is because they didn't even try. It looks like a regular um, New York Islanders jersey. Like They don't look different at all. They're exactly the same. The New York Islanders have some past great uh, jerseys that they could have retroed and reversed the colors of. Everyone knows about the Fishermen. The New York Islanders had an old jersey with a fisherman uh, with a beard and with a raincoat, and he was fishing and with waves on the jerseys. The New York Islanders and all the fans wanted them to do that, and all they did was copy and paste their regular season jersey, and that really upset fans. Um, from across the New York, but also across the league because fans just wanted to see the Fishermen back and the New York Islanders didn't do anything and their jerseys look pretty similar to the regular season ones. And talking about similar, it is the Nashville Predators. I also put them in the F category. Um, this isn't a really a reverse retro jersey to me. They're using their same yellow um, color, yellow mustard color that they usually are doing. Um, I know they are following a jersey from the past uh, with different colored shoulders, and I actually kind of like the white shoulders on there, but the reason I put the Nashville Predators in the F category is because to me it wasn't very creative, and I didn't like it that much. Um, so the next one is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I also put them in the F category, and you know, some people are going to say Zach, you're crazy. I love this jersey. To me, it just doesn't fit. I like that the Toronto Maple Leafs did do white shoulders and white sleeves, but to me, the big fail in this one is the Toronto Maple Leafs logo. I don't like that block Maple Leaf. It's way too big, and I, I think that, you know, for Toronto and a lot of, a lot, like, we'll look at the Montreal Canadiens, and they did some gr great things with their jersey. But when you look at the original six, it's very hard, especially with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've always had that Maple Leaf logo um, with Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's, and they've always had blue and white jerseys. So it's very hard to retro something when things have stayed the same a lot uh, over the past years. Um, so it was probably very hard for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But like I said, they, they were on the right path, but I don't like that logo at all. It's too big. And I don't like the bottom white stripe on the jersey as well. We're now moving to the D category. And I know a lot of Pittsburgh fans, they're not going to like me for this one. But I put Pittsburgh's in the D category. Now, this is an away jersey. And these reverse retro jerseys, a retro jersey, reverse colors, um, where one, and it's, they made it in pairs. So teams are going to play together. So one team's going to have home, one team's going to have away, and they're going to play against each other. Um, but anyways, this one I didn't like too much. It's just that the Pittsburgh, they did letter. It's like a New York Rangers jersey. 
They wrote Pittsburgh diagonally across the jersey, white jersey uh, with black and yellow stripes. And this one, they did reverse the colors. Usually the gold would be the primary color. So they reversed it a little bit uh, and made black the primary color that's not white. But to me, it's too hard to see the Pittsburgh. You know, with the Rangers, it's less letters. Pittsburgh, it, it just barely fits. It doesn't look great. And you know it's it's okay, uh, but I I there's I think there's a lot better jerseys than that, and that's what I put it in the D category. Um, the next one in the D category is the San Jose Sharks. I put them in D because I don't know. Sometimes gray could be a really cool jersey, like we'll see in the must buy. Um, but to me, I like the San Jose logo, but I don't like what they did. Um, with the sleeves when they have the turquoise at the bottom and then slanted black and white um, stripes. Don't love that look too much, and that is why I put it in the D category. The next one I put was the Chicago Blackhawks. And again, an original six team, you know, the colors have been similar, and they did reverse the colors. Usually it would be red, and they did black, so I did like that. The logo's okay, but to me... It just wasn't so exciting, so different, and that is why I put it in the D category. It's okay, um, but compared to the others, it's just not up there for me. Now we move up to the C category, and this one is the first one I put in the C category was the Edmonton Oilers, and maybe I would put this in the D category. It's not so different than others, but again, the Oilers don't have very different jerseys, but this is a very good one. Um, if they didn't change much, they did add a lot of stripes. They did reverse the colors instead of, they put a lot of blue and a lot of orange. And I really like this one, um, for what it is. Again, I, the reason if this one was different, um, than most jerseys, I would put it up a lot higher. Um, but because it's not different than most jerseys, I did put it in the C, but for teams that didn't change a lot, this was definitely my favorite one out of all of them. Now, out of all the ones that didn't change much. Now, the next one that is in C is the Boston Bruins. They did a gold one. Um, they did. They definitely, definitely reverse retro. They changed the colors. They made gold the primary color, black the secondary. That logo is okay to me. A lot of people love it. I, I think it's okay, um, but I think it's a decent jersey, and that's why I put it in the C category. The one I put in the C category after the Bruins was the Dallas Stars. Now this one, it's a nice concept, but for me, it doesn't work in the away jersey. So basically, it's a retro Dallas Stars logo with kind of a star in the shape of the jersey. You have to see this one to understand what I'm exactly talking about. But it's an, it's an outline of the star with green and black stripes. And to me, I think it would be cool if it was in a darker jersey and they did that with white. But the Dallas Stars part of the jersey kind of fades away with the white. And that kind of hurts the jersey, in my opinion. The next one is the Ottawa Senators. And for me, this jersey would be an A or a B, usually. But because the Ottawa Senators already went back to their 2D logo for this upcoming season, it was hard to really reverse retro it when their current jerseys are retro jerseys already. Um, but I like what they did instead of making the jerseys primarily black, like all of their other jerseys, 
um, that they're having this upcoming season. They did a red jersey with black stripes. This one's pretty nice. Um, but again, not that much different, but it's a very, very solid jersey. Um, another one that people, and you know, see the, see solid. I, I, you know, there's a lot of other jerseys, so I got to put some other ones up there. In the C category, the second to last one I put was the New Jersey Devils. A lot of people love that green and red. I think it's okay. Um, so, you know, the reason I put it down lower is because the bottom of the jersey, you know, it's a retro of the New Jersey Devils green and red jerseys in the past. The bottom of the jersey with the white stripe the next to a white stripe and then red and white stripes, that, that gets too confusing. And that's why I... That's why I didn't put it in B, in my opinion. But it's an okay jersey. You know, when we're talking about reverse retro, they retroed the jerseys, but they didn't reverse the colors, and that's why uh, I also put it in C. Talking about reverse retro, that is definitely what the St. Louis Blues did, but I still put them in the C category. Now, they came out with a third jersey last year, um, going back to these this cool St. Louis Blues jersey um, that has the old logo it's it's a nice red and blue jersey um but the reason i and this is a classic jersey with the red trim and the yellow stripes and the reason i didn't put it in b or a is because their alternate jerseys last year was the main color was blue and the second lower part of the jersey was red and I personally like that better than red being the bigger color and blue being the smaller color. And that's why I put it in C. And, and so now let's move to B. And a lot of you may not agree with all of my picks, and especially the Vegas Golden Knights here. I put them in B. Now you're saying, how do the Vegas Golden Knights have a retro jersey when they haven't been in the league that long? Well, they are going back to some of their past teams, um, not in the NHL, but past hockey teams. And this is pretty cool. You know, they paid homage to the pioneers of hockey in the desert. Uh, the V-striping down the bottom of the jersey is inspired by the Las Vegas Thunders, who pay, played in the IHL. The main crest in their jersey is their secondary logo, which I've been waiting for the Vegas Gold Knights to put that secondary logo and put it to use. So that's why I put in the B. I, you know, some people don't love the red. I personally like it. I think it looks good. Um, for a reverse retro jersey for sure. Next one I put was the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, for me, this is a clean jersey. I like the black. I like the white on the sleeves. The reason I didn't put it in A, they didn't really reverse the colors. The primary color is still orange, and that is why I put it in that category there. Um, but let's continue to move on to B, and maybe I would move this to at A, but this is a great jersey by the Tampa Bay Lightning. They went back to the first time when they won the Stanley Cup with this logo. It's the Bolts logo under a white background with the tur with the letters saying Tampa Bay. Blue in the middle, white on the shoulders, and white on the bottom. This is a clean jersey. And if the Tampa Bay Lightning made these their full-time jerseys, I wouldn't complain. These are looking nice. Now that I'm thinking about it, Maybe I'll move them to A, but this is a very solid jersey. Um, but now continuing in B, I'm going to go to the Buffalo Sabres. Now, this jersey is, it, it. I like the logo. A lot of people don't love that logo. 
um, with the two swords uh, crossing each other with a blue circle in the background. Now, this jersey is a white background, and it is, you know, it, it's a nice jer away jersey. Um, the part that Wyden put in A was at the bottom of the jersey, it says Buffalo uh, with stripes of gold and blue. And that wasn't needed. I know they're retro. Uh, they're they're paying homage to a jersey that had that in the past, but I think that could have been left out for sure. And people are probably saying, Zach, you've been talking about these jerseys. How come you haven't talked about the Mighty Ducks lot in past categories? And that's because I kind of like it. And that's why I still I didn't put it in A. I'm not that crazy, but I did put it in the B category. Now this is the going back to the Mighty Ducks, and they have the Mighty Duck breaking through the ice with his stick, wearing a Mighty Ducks jersey, and people hate this jersey. They hate it, but they're bringing it back. You know, kudos to the Anaheim Ducks for being creative and bringing this back um, because I would have loved for the New York Islanders to bring the Fishermen back, even though a lot of people didn't love that logo, but they didn't even try. At least the Anaheim Ducks tried, so kudos to them. And that is it for the B category. Let's move to A. And yes, I'm talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets at the bottom of the A group. Maybe it should go in B. I'm a little biased. I'm a Jackets fan. But to me, this is the definition of reverse retro. Now, people are like, why do the Columbus Blue Jackets have a red jersey? Well, that's the whole point. It's a reverse retro jersey. Their primary color, navy, should be the secondary color, because it's a reverse retro jersey. So the secondary color usually should become the main color. And that's what the Columbus Blue Jackets did. They go, went back to their 2000 logo, their inaugural logo of a, uh, a stick going through with a star spelling CBJ, Columbus Blue Jackets. They have white on the shoulders and on the sleeves and a red primary jersey. This is the Blue Jackets' first red jersey in total. They have a blue navy stripe at the bottom of the jersey. I think this is one of the most underrated jerseys. A lot of people like this look as well, but a lot of people just don't like the Blue Jackets' old logo. Um, so I think this is a it's a it's a pretty good re reverse retro jersey, and I'm a Jackets fan, so I'm for sure gonna want to get this one. Now the next one in the A category is the Florida Panthers. I like this one a lot. They went back to their flying panther. Um, coming out for the for the attack, uh, they did a very dark navy um, with slanted white, red, and gold stripes, red shoulders, and a red bottom trim. This is a very, very nice jersey. And, you know, these jerseys, reverse retro jerseys, are going to be expensive. But if I can get a few of those, maybe I'd include the Florida Panthers one because it's a pretty good-looking one. Next in the A category is the Vancouver Canucks. This is definitely a reverse retro jersey. They used to have a blue and red jersey uh, that had gradient with these colors mixing together. Now the Vancouver Canucks reversed this jersey with new colors, their primary colors of green and dark blue and navy. Um, and this one with the gradient and the slanted stripes on the, on the sleeves. This is a pretty nice jersey. Some people don't like it, but I think it looks pretty good. And let's move on to the next jersey in the A category, the Minnesota Wild, or should I say the North Stars. That's what the Minnesota Wild did. They went back and paid homage to the Minnesota North Stars 
with this jersey. Use the Minnesota North Stars um, colors, but in the primary logo, they used um, their regular Minnesota Wild logo and changed the colors to match the color scheme. I would put it in must-buy if they would have used the regular North Stars logo, um, but I guess they want to put some some present twist to it, so I get why they kept that logo, but the color scheme's pretty nice. Some people are making fun of it, putting a Subway logo in it, and yeah, there's Subway colors, but that's the North Stars, and I definitely like the look of this jersey. Now, the next jersey that I really like is the Montreal Canadiens, and just like the Comas Blue Jackets, people are saying, why are the Habs wearing a blue jersey? And the simple answer is because it's a reverse retro jersey. All Canadian jerseys in the past have been primarily red with a blue stripe in the middle. So what did the Habs do? They just switched those colors. And man, i got to say, I like the Canadians in blue. This jersey looks sharp. It looks good. And I will definitely want to get this one as well. A lot of jerseys there that I really like. And this is a pretty solid one. And I was close to putting it in the must-buy category. Now, another one that people may either love or hate is the Calgary Flames. They brought back their horse with with fire coming out of their nose. His name is Blasty, and he is on this jersey in the Calgary Flames reverse retro jersey, uh, a V-shaped red and yellow stripes at the bottom of this jersey. I like Blasty. I like this primarily black jersey. This is, you know, it's reverse retro jerseys are supposed to be fun, and I definitely think the Calgary Flames checked all those boxes, um, but didn't make it to the A category, uh, must buy category. So we've done A, B, C, D, and F. Now, what do I think are going to be must buys? And I said I'd buy the Blue Jackets. Maybe I'd want to get the Panthers or the Canadians. Now, I'm not going to get all of these must buy ones, um, but. Some of these are very nice. Let's go to the Washington Capitals. They went by to their Flying Eagle with a slanted Capitals on the bottom of the jersey with the Punching Eagle with the stars, a really nice retro jersey. Now, did they reverse the colors that much? Yeah, I I think they did a very good job, and this is definitely one of the best jerseys of the bunch. Now, let's go to the Arizona Coyotes. A purple jersey, two purple jerseys in the bunch, and I put both purple jerseys in must buy. Um, but this is a very nice one. You got the desert and the cactuses. You know, this is the cacti. You know, it's 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 funky. I gotta say, with the desert and everything, it's a little funky. Um, but I like it. And you got that retro um, Arizona Coyotes logo. And things are looking good. But let's move on to the next one. The Lady Liberty is back with the New York Rangers. They have the um, the Lady Li- their Lady Liberty logo. The Statue of Liberty is back in their jersey with NYR and a very nice navy blue color um, with a little bit of red flair. This is a sharp, sharp reverse retro jersey. And I definitely love this one. Now let's move on to the next one, and this is the LA Kings. And man, if you're talking about reverse retro jerseys mixing things together, this is the definition of perfection. Now they brought two logos together. They brought the Gretzky logo of him with the the Kings logo with the old Kings 
um, crown, and that looks really good. And they also brought back the purple and gold color scheme of another jersey. Put those together for a beautiful, beautiful combination. This one is a sharp jersey. It looks great um, with that purple and the gold and the Retro Kings logo. This is amazing, and I definitely love this one. Now, let's go to the Carolina Hurricanes, or should I say the Hartford Whalers. They paid homage to their previous team before the relocation with this nice Whalers logo. You know, the Carolina Hurricanes have used the Whalers in the past. They did a primarily gray jersey this time with green and the Whalers logo. I definitely like this one. This one's very sharp. And when you put a Whalers logo on, I can't hate that jersey. I'm going to love it because I love that logo. Good job to the Hurricanes. And the best one, in my opinion, maybe the Kings. Um, but other than that, the Colorado Avalanche or the Quebec Nordiques. Now, this one is very exciting. It is a Nordiques logo. And a Nordiques jersey with the Lafleur on the trim of the jersey with the Nordiques logo with Carolina Hurt with a Colorado Avalanche colors. And this looks great. I love this jersey. It is an away jersey. You know, if the NHL season was regular, I hear that they were planning for the Colorado Avalanche and the Montreal Canadiens to play against each other in Nordiques and Canadians colors. And that would be really, really fun to watch. Um, hopefully that happens in this season. The players can all play. Every team can play against each other near the end of the season. But this is definitely a very good jersey. I love the Quebec Nordiques jerseys and logos. Always have. Um, so not much to complain here. You know, some people are like they should have just kept with the colors. But again, it's a reverse retro. Reverse the colors a little bit. Put your own modern twist on it. And that's what the Colorado Avalanche did. They mixed their their history um, with their present, and that's why I loved this jersey. And, you know, it's just great job to the NHL, Adidas, for making this happen. I know it was a lot of re up for revenue, um, but people are saying they're doing this now because they want to make money during COVID. Well, they had this plan for two years. They've been working on it for two years, so a lot of hard work. You know, I don't expect 31 jerseys coming all out at the same time anytime soon again. So enjoy these jerseys. A lot of things to talk about here with these jerseys, and I've really loved them. And yeah, they're coming out on December 1st. Um, so get them in time for Hanukkah, Christmas, uh, or any holiday you celebrate during the winter season. And Get those gifts, get those things going. These are going to be really fun jerseys to get, and I can't wait to see them on the ice as well. Well, those are all 31 jerseys. I'm sorry if you're not a jersey nerd or love jerseys, um, but this I, I really was looking forward to seeing all these jerseys. Loved how most of these turned out, which some teams, New York, Islanders, and Nashville, um, would have put some more effort into it, um, but we got a lot of good jerseys out of this collection. If your team wasn't C or D, you know, I, I thought some of these jerseys were still really good, but there were a lot of jerseys out there, and what, that's why I may have put them lower. If you agree or disagree with me, let me know your thoughts on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
I will give you that information on how to follow me in just a few seconds in the outro. But I've already recapped all the NHL news this past week, and I just did these amazing jerseys in a good amount of time. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed this segment. Without further ado, that's all it is for this week. Let's get right out to the outro. I hope you enjoyed the NHL news this week and the reverse retro jerseys recap and rankings. You know, I I get it's hard with a podcast. You don't see these jerseys, uh, so it's a little hard to follow along, but I hope you enjoyed my thoughts and recap on these jerseys for sure. Uh, It was definitely enjoyable uh, to talk about, so very exciting for sure. Um, and congratulations to the NHL and every team, you know, maybe, maybe this was happening when I spoke to the Columbus Blue Jackets assistant GM and Todd Chirac, their VP of communications. They said nothing we can communicate at this time, but then the Blue Jackets in their 20th season came out with that reverse retro jersey and every NHL team did. Uh, so this was a great collection, very excited. Um, but if you want to give me your thoughts for sure, follow us on social media on Twitter at HockeyHQ Podcast, Instagram, and Facebook at Quarantine Hockey HQ. If you want to send us a message, you know what to do. Anchor.fm slash Quarantine Hockey HQ. Please go listen to our past interviews. I've uh, had a lot of great episodes, and I appreciate all of your support. Please, please, please share this on your social media. Share it with all of your hockey friends. I really appreciate all the help you can give me with spreading this podcast and you know it is sunday when i'm recording this but it is thanksgiving week to everyone in the united states have a fantastic safe and healthy thanksgiving have some turkey have some great stuffing enjoy thanksgiving and thanksgiving break get some good deals on black friday and cyber monday enjoy thanksgiving enjoy every time with your family Make sure you stay safe and stay healthy. And I will catch you next week on the Quarantine Hockey H podcast for episode 30 of the podcast next week on Monday. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks.